Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and uh, well, today we're up on Ben Buckler. It's a north easterly wind, which means blue bottle heaven. But there's lots of people still out, they don't care. Uh, most of them have got a wetsuits on. There's a few people taking a dip. I won't. I'm not a fan of blue bottle stings, as you may have imagined. I don't mind being pursued by sharks, but not blue bottles. Self-worth, self-esteem. This is the topic I've written about on Spotify, so on my SoundCloud, here we go. If you can imagine a seesaw, one kid on each end, bouncing up and down, that's self-esteem. And it's based on how you feel. So your self-esteem at one end, when one kid goes up, is high, and that means something has happened that's positive that you really like. Uh, and the definition of what you really like changes so much person to person because it depends on your values, it depends on your appetite. So some kids might say, getting a like on my Instagram is what's going to make me feel good so that it boosts their self-esteem. And self-esteem can be boosted for an adult by uh, a positive comment by someone, a compliment. Uh, it can be uh, uh, boosted by a pay rise. It can be boosted by uh, a win in a triathlon. Everything that we could possibly raise our hand to and do a high five about is going to be something that can inflate our self-esteem. Esteem is, it means how good, it's our ego, how good we feel about ourselves and about the world around us. While one kid is up at one end of the seesaw, unbeknownst to the high self-esteem, low self-esteem is counterbalancing it. Now there are seven areas of life, so there's seven opportunities to counterbalance a high five we wouldn't witness it. For example, you might be high-fiving uh, running a triathlon and not be aware that you've got arthritis forming in your knees. Or you might be celebrating uh, a positive comment by a boss and not realize that your partner is not thinking positively about you at home. Now, the fact of the matter is this, and you can't run away from it if you love nature. The fact of the matter is balance exists, and you can't have high self-esteem without low self-esteem. Now, we don't always witness the high and low in real time. And that's a problem, especially for the younger kids because they hear high self-esteem and, and they hear a high five or they get a parent going, woo woo, look at you, how clever are you? You've done something really great. And this parent is celebrating the fact that they've participated or put an effort in or, um, or even come home with a good thing to paste on the fridge. The parent is celebrating a victory, which is celebrating high self-esteem. The parent's not aware that, that they will therefore be encouraging the kid to respond positively to positive feedback and therefore automatically encouraging the kid to respond negatively to negative feedback. You cannot do one without the other. Now in real time, we might not witness the arthritic knee or the negative comment by somebody based on the positive comment of somebody else. We might think it's a half story. And that is ignorance. That's just being young. That is just simply the naivety 
of a religious world which says I can be good without sin, I can be right without wrong, I can be happy without sad, I can be up without down, I can be in without out, I can be a winner without a loser, I can be successful without failure, etc. Now this philosophy which is called emotion and comes from the uh, completely pure objective of nature of free will and basically says we go in the direction of our dominant thought and we are evolving which means whenever we pursue self-esteem we always get a hit we always get a pushback and that pushback pushes us into the low self-esteem in other words everything we're infatuated about everything we're attracted to everything we see as a high will eventually lead us to the realization that there's balance that there's a low in it and that is really important stuff here because with inner wealth we're trying to save you time save you money save your energy and just say focus on self-worth for goodness sakes focus on self-worth now the middle of the seesaw if the seesaw goes up and down that has to have a middle bar or a middle point from which the two ends pivot that middle point is called self-worth halfway between high self-esteem and low self-esteem the higher it goes the self-esteem the lower it goes but the midpoint doesn't change now you can raise your self-worth there is no question about that you can raise your self-worth and there are three words that I have used over and over again in sharing this you can rate there is a formula for changing your self-worth it's not how many dollars you have in your bank it's not how many uh, smiles you get from your kids it's not how many likes you get on Facebook it's not how many presents you get for Christmas and it's not how many horses you're back in the horse races self-worth is not built on anything you can that can change if you can change it it isn't self-worth self-worth cannot go down self-worth is fixed it can't go down self-esteem high self-esteem and low self-esteem they go up and down self-worth is fixed it can only go up that's called evolution and if you evolve you evolve your self-worth very clear points here I hope this is really clear a Zen monk will be teaching you about self-worth it will take everything away from you your family your money your kids your car your job your income your approval your emotions it will take everything away from you and leave you rock solid as solid as a rock uh, I need nothing I want nothing I have everything it will leave you in your self-worth now how do you build your self-worth then well we know that gratitude presence certainty and love is the is the mathematical formula for being inspired gratitude for the past presence in the moment now certainty about the future and love for life but look that's really complicated it's really complicated to keep working on that stuff you've got your job you've got your family you got and you got to have time to do discard forms and you've got to have time to do uh, your uh, daily emotional showers and you know when you do that stuff in your head you're just being intellectual about it so the bottom line of this is there are three words that we're going to use that explain how to build your self-worth and those three words are these vision inspiration purpose have you heard those from me before yes you have why is vision inspiration purpose building self-worth firstly if you get your vision right it sets railway tracks for your ego and if you set railway tracks for your ego it means it is not uh, able to utilize emotion as a measure of performance for example 
if you say in five years time, I want to climb Mount Everest, let's use that as an example, as one of your visions. The fact that you're on the beach doing push-ups and gym work, you might say, look at me, I'm going to Mount Everest. That's uh, using self-esteem. But the self-esteem is channeled into the Mount Everest episode. So it stays on railway tracks. Now, it doesn't matter how many likes you get on your Facebook or how many approvals you get from your partner or friends for jumping up and down the beach. The question's going to be, what's my vision? What's the next step? What's the next step? And how do I measure it? And how do I test myself? Am I on track? Am I on track? Am I on track? Am I on track? And so it, the ego can have all its parties on the beach and high fives and it can do its thing. Nobody's denying a person has a right to have self-esteem up and down. But if that becomes the barometer, the measure of the self, and there is no metric to which that is positioned, then that person becomes the highs and the lows. They become their, their attractions and their resentments. And this definition of self, my attractions and my resentments, is written deeply into the, all the Hindu and yoga scripts about how, how do we know ourselves? We know ourselves by our attractions and our resentments. So the emotional shower and the discard form shifts your attractions and your resentments and gives you access to a much broader scope. Now, trying to do that for a young person may not be too easy, but the bottom line is railway tracks force a person to say, where am I going and how am I measuring it? Where am I going and how? And in the old days, this was called goal setting. That's become a little bit passe these days. We talk now about vision and we talk now about dreams. We talk a little bit more uh, user-friendly language than goals, which sound like a uh, 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 military term. So what we're trying to do, we're having a vision and we do the vision in all seven areas of life. So one area of life doesn't escape and go rogue on us. We go seven areas of life, seven visions, seven railway tracks, one outcome of all that. Where am I going? How do I measure it? Where am I going? How am I measure it? And it doesn't matter what your ego says. Your ego says, oh, I worked really hard today. Look at me, look at me. And someone says, what's the result and where do you want it to be? What's the result and where do you want it to be? And the where do you want it to be isn't somebody else's where they want it to be. For example, a boss might come along and go, oh, what's the result today? Oh, I sold a dollar. And you go, I'm doing so well. And the boss says, well, uh, you're doing shit because I want 10, 10 sales. You, you build self-worth on your scores. You need to know what your track is. You need to know what your metrics are. And yes, we've got to comply with the boss's figures. We've got to comply with the company's expectation. But the most important thing for self-worth is to comply with your own, to set those bars. The second part, inspiration. I've just said gratitude, presence, certainty, and love are the three, th four things that you bring together. If you can get them all at once, you've nailed it. You're inspired. You're here in this moment. Now, this moment in time, love, feeling love in this moment of time. As you know, there's got to and love to in this moment in time. And you can say, I love doing this or I've got to do it. And the ability to be thankful for what happened yesterday, the ability to be clear on what we've just talked about, the vision, which is the future, certainty, puts bookends 
into this moment in time. And in this moment in time, if you say, I'm doing what I love, I'm doing what I love, I'm doing what I love, if you're fully present with it, instead of gauging it, measuring it, thinking about what people are gonna think about it, if you're fully invested, which means you've gotta be, what's the word? Enthusiastic. Enthusiasm for what you're doing. Now, everything you do is gonna push back on you. Kids don't know that. They say, oh, I wanna collect stamps. And you go, but someone's gonna have the stamp you want, what are you gonna do then? So there is a degree of enthusiasm that must, that builds resilience. And this resilience is not to emotional criticisms and things. The resilience is the resilience to stay focused on the thing you're enthusiastic about. If you want to be a, uh, a footballer, you focus on being footballer and you go to bed as they do as kids with a football in the bed and hold it as they sleep or a cricket bat as I used to. So all of this builds this one topic, which is inspiration, how to be here now how to be in this moment in time, how to focus, how to say, I'm doing what I love, I'm loving what I do and I'm getting paid for it. I'm doing what I love, I'm loving what I do, I'm getting paid for it. Every single moment in time, no excuses. What happens with uh, young people is they go, I'm doing what I love, I'm loving what I do, oh, I've been criticized, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm doing what I love, I'm loving, I don't want to do it anymore. And they get sad, the parent says, let's not do that, let's do something else. So the inspiration, it is really, really important for inspiration to have vision because vision says, I really want to do this regardless, and it's very long term. Inspiration is the ability to be here and do it right now. And you can't have inspiration without the vision and you can't have the vision without the inspiration. I hope that I'm trying to make this a packaged thing, not a cherry picked thing where you go, oh, Chris said, You've got to learn to be enthusiastic about the now and do what you love and there's a pyramid and all this stuff. No, I didn't. I said that is one of the three steps that must be all done together. The third thing of this is purpose. Now, a person who doesn't have a purpose bigger than themselves is focused on themselves for purpose. And if you focus on yourself for purpose, because you breathe, because you eat and because you poo, you can't trust it. You don't know what you're going to feel tomorrow. And then you hear a person say, it doesn't feel right. I don't want to do it. This doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it. Until you have a purpose bigger than yourself, you can't actually fight through the resistances that come from life in the vision, the, the support and challenge in the vision or the inspiration. So a purpose greater than self, why are you doing it? What's your really, what's the intent of playing basketball? You know, is it to, is it for yourself or is it for a team? Is it for school pride? Is it for company brand? Is it for something bigger than you? And this sense of purposefulness or what we call in the, in the ancient work, the, this sense of intention is a very important thing to focus on, especially with the young ones, because during the ages from eight to 13, they're being given the opportunity to morph from self-obsession, which is what they've learned from their mother or father, from self-obsession about how do I feel, how do I feel, how do I feel, what do people feel, what do people think, which is all self-esteem, low self-esteem, high self-esteem. They, they morph and they have to morph into a sense of intention in life, intention bigger than the self. And that's where resilience and that's where the strength to do inspiration and that's where the strength to do vision comes from. I hope this is all clear, clear as mud. <laughs> and 
Every time you get your vision, inspiration, purpose together, all at once, vision, seven areas of life, what do I wanna be, do have, way out there, don't know how. Inspiration, gratitude, presence, certainty, and love. Inspiration, right here in the moment, loving it, loving it, loving it. Purpose and intent bigger than the self. When you get those three together, you evolve. And therefore, your self-worth goes up. And it cannot go down once it's gone up. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.